Happy to be joined on Match Point Canada now by Canada's premier doubles player, Gabby Dabrowski. Uh, Gabby lost, unfortunately, her quarterfinal match today at the U.S. Open with partner Allison Risk. Uh, so we really do appreciate you taking the time to join us. Um, Gabby, another second week at the, the majors for you, ending sooner than you would have, would have liked, of course. How do you assess your performance at the Open this year, especially under these unique circumstances? Uh, didn't have a lot of matches, so hard to really assess. Um, we got really lucky with a walkover in the previous round against one of the best doubles teams there is. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously was happy to make it this far, but didn't really feel like I played that much tennis, to be honest. It was one of those unusual situations, and it seems like there's been a few this week. What was your reaction when you found out that Mladenovic and Babos were uh, unable to uh, to compete in the round of 16? Yeah, it was a really strange situation. Um, like, the lack of consistency with the decision-making throughout the few weeks was, you know, it kind of took us aback. But, um, I mean, I hope she's doing okay. I, I can't imagine what she's feeling. If I was in her position, I would probably be pretty upset too, so... What was the toughest aspect of this tournament for you to get used to with all the restrictions and precautions that were in place for obvious reasons? And what did you miss the most about a regular U.S. Open experience? I really miss playing mixed doubles. Uh, that's the one thing I look forward to every single year at every single slam. And so not being able to uh, have that dynamic uh, was definitely tough. Um, I think I would have had some more matches also and been able to give you some better answers um, if I had been able to play. But yeah, that's one thing that's, that's definitely pretty sad and one thing that I wish was different. Was there ever any sort of dialogue or discussion with the players about holding that mixed event or was it from the get-go something that the USTA said it's not happening this year? Uh, no, they said it wasn't happening. Doubles wasn't even supposed to happen either, but luckily they changed their minds with that. So um, I guess I should be grateful that I even had an opportunity to be here, which which I am. So. Any word from Roland Garros if they'll have a mixed draw in the? Uh, no mixed. No, no mixed. mixed. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you uh, not directly about it, but obviously the Djokovic default is uh, kind of gripping the tennis world the last 24 hours or so. Um, I mean, you can comment on that if you want to, but I'm wondering if you've ever found yourself in a situation where you lost your cool in a tennis match and, and had any repercussions that, that came from it, either as a pro or, or even when you were a junior? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely lost my cool. Um, I've never been defaulted. It never escalated to anything like that. I never, uh, as far as I can remember, I never hit anybody with the ball or the racket or anything like that. Um, but you know, these are high, like high stakes, a lot of tension. And of course, sometimes our emotions get the best of us. Um, shit happens. <laughs> like it really just does. Obviously, Novak felt really bad. You could tell by his reaction. Um, it's, it's just really unfortunate, but the rules are the rules as they are. And so if you want to be consistent with decision making, then the default is the correct option. And if you don't think that default is the correct option, then an argument could be made for an amendment of the rules. But I, I think if you hit somebody when you've already shown that you were angry in the match, which we did see, and he was edgy already, um, then, you know, if a ball hits a person, it is what it is. And that's it. Like, I was just thinking, wow, if I had done that, I would have been like, yep, 
it's done. I'm out. I'm so sorry. I feel you would terrible. have expected. You would have expected. I would have just been like, "Yep, it's done. I'm out. I'm yeah. fine. Everything is screwed up. <laughs> like, and it's over." Um, so, yeah, it just sucks. Obviously. To focus on some more positive things here, um, so much buzz about Canada during this tournament. Um, you're in the quarterfinals, and we had, and uh, as of this morning, anyways, three Canadian men left in the second week, which was a first at uh, at a Grand Slam as well. We're only a year removed from Bianca's triumph, which was a year ago today. Um, you're part of the greatest era in Canadian tennis, the, the best we've ever seen in our country, and it's not even close. Um, what does it mean to you to be a part of, of this special time in the sport? And, and what are your hopes in terms of how we as a country capitalize on this? Oh, um, well, to be honest, for me personally, I feel like I fly under the radar a lot, which is fine. I don't mind. Um, I don't really feel like I'm really part of those discussions at all. And, and that's okay with me. I know doubles is not really a priority for a lot of people, but um, one of the things that I would like to change actually about the sport but in terms of Fashik, Dennis, and Felix, I mean, they're playing so well. I don't know if it's one of those situations where they're also pushing each other based on their results. Um, you know, now I'm sure they see there's a small hole in the draw, so they're probably going to be working even harder to get those wins. But I think it's really cool. I mean, you know, each one comes from a different background, different upbringing. Um, I think it shows that there's no real formula for success. I'm sure they would just say that they've worked extremely hard, each in their own ways, uh, been guided by the right people, and here they are. Uh, just to get back to your comment about sort of flying under the radar, and I suppose there's certainly some truth to that, and it could be the doubles explanation that, that you put forth. Although, for me, whenever I'm at a live tournament, the, the fans at doubles matches never leave without being thoroughly entertained and, and chatting about what they've just seen there. Um, but uh, I don't know how often you check social media, but there were a lot of your supporters and a lot of your fans the past few days who have been like, hey, everybody, don't forget that Gabby's there just because she's often in the second week of a major doesn't mean it's not worth talking about. Do you go on social media much? Do you feel that love from your supporters who are quite vocal in uh, standing up for you? Um, I didn't really check that much. Uh, to be honest, recently I was... There was a lot there's a lot going on on social media right now with everything not just the us open but also in the world politically in sports there's so many things that are happening so there are a few things that i check but i try not to give too much effort um sorry too much energy to it because it can be draining um but uh i mean i appreciate what you said and and i do think that a lot of people enjoy watching doubles and if anybody you know loves loves watching doubles, not just me, but any player, then I would encourage you to write to your broadcasters and tell them because broadcasters don't think that doubles is marketable and that anybody cares. So if they want to see more doubles, then they're going to have to also make an effort um, in letting people know that that's something they want to see because I know when I'm playing matches or when I'm watching matches, normally it slams with fans. Like you said, they're very engaged. They're ooing and eyeing, you know, with the reflex shots, like things that you don't always necessarily see in singles matches. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's definitely an opportunity there for some growth. Well said. Um, just to end off and, and I'll let you get going here, but uh, if my math is correct, uh, this is number 19 in terms of your Grand Slam quarterfinal appearances between women's doubles and mixed doubles. Uh, I think it's eight in women's doubles and 11 in 
mixed doubles. Um, again, I never did so well in math, but I think I got those Me two <laughs> added up all right. Does that number resonate with you? Because when I added that up and saw it, I was really impressed. That just to me speaks to such consistency that you've had in, uh, in your career. Does that mean something to you to, uh, to see that? Um, I mean, I'm glad to hear that it sounds good on paper. <laughs> um, definitely love going deep into tournaments and maintaining those consistent results. I think, I think that's something that every tennis player would strive for. Um, yeah, I, I hope to push it even further though and have a few more numbers next to amount of semifinals or finals. <laughs> I'll do that math so. next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just looking to, to keep improving and, um, yeah, the clay is next, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> how soon are you hopping on a plane, and uh, where can your fans expect to see you playing uh, next? I am leaving on Wednesday. I arrive Thursday morning in Rome. Okay. Well, yeah. safe travels. Thank you so much again for taking the time with us, uh, you know, for the second or third time now on the podcast. We appreciate it. Your fans who are definitely out there love hearing from you, and uh, we'll be watching closely through the uh, European swing here. Thank you so much.